0: ever. So I'm going to go through this. I want to get to this interview. It's going to be epic. Jeff Blades is going to come on. Oh my gosh, the interview, the pre-interview that we had. This guy is on fire. We just like as soon as we pick up the phone, we're just like unleashing these principles. So I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. So keep showing up, keep tuning into podcasts, keep signing up for the courses that resonate with you, the coaches, go to the events, meet, connect with people, and most of all, you'll make a freaking difference with your gifts, okay? Figure out what those are, double down, 10x down on your gifts and make a difference, okay? I'm gonna to talk to you as well because we are sharing the iTunes review of the week, and this week it's by Human Flame. It gets you going. Thanks, Chris, for your energy and positivity that you bring. Love what you are bringing to the table. Human Flame, thank you so much for that review. If you want to give us a review and get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergpscom forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store, and you can give us a review there. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. We love that feedback, okay? I'm gonna introduce Jeff in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. The the things that we're gonna go into are freaking tactical. They're strategic. You're gonna be able to take action on them because that this guy has a burning fire for producing the results. The things that actually shift people's reality. The tactics, the strategies, etc. So stay tuned all the way till the end of this interview. It's going to rock your freaking world okay Um, by the way if you if you want to get more out of this watch the the video live watch these live on the 12-hour marathon um, watch the YouTube like get all the access that you can check out the show notes afterward as well there'll be a ton of great resources in there so let's introduce Jeff and we'll bring him on the screen Jeff Blades is an author and advisor to senior Wall Street professionals CEOs and other leaders on all topics related to getting what they want in their businesses, careers, and lives. Short, short intro for a man who's going to cover a variety of different topics. Jeff, are you ready to rock the house? And and I want this to be like the best interview ever, Jeff. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that, bro? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's do it, man. Let's do it. You hit it like the way we picked up on the... The pre-call, right? It was yep. like, game on, right from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. Let's hit it. Game on.
0: Game on, man. So the theme today is being in your prime, Jeff. What does that mean
1: for you? Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, it's a great question. Being in your prime, right? Yeah. Like, if you even take that word, prime, right, it implies that it's some point in time. Mm. And often, right, if you think about it, what's that most common phrase that you get with prime, past your prime ah. right like if you think about it, like that's and like uh, you know past your prime in your prime and i think about pro athletes a lot of the time chris yeah. it's like if you think about a pro athlete right and this one of my clients frames it up nicely he was you know he, he he's building his own business one of the things that he says is he's only got a certain number of years to play this game mm. right he's not going to be winning at this game at age 75 He's got these years 40 to kind of 65 to get this going. And so his game is how does he put in his best game now? Mm. Like you said, a pro athlete. Tom Brady's extended his career, but Andrew Luck had a short career. Mm. So what is your prime? And I know where you're going, by the way, man. GPS, where's your prime? (laughs) Your prime is when you make it your prime now. That's right. (laughs) Right? Your prime is now, right? Your prime (laughs) is... How do you look at wherever you've been and tap into the best of who you've been in the past mm. and bring it into now, right? So if you're, you know, living Bruce Springsteen, you know, days of glory, hey, that's all good. But how do you take those days of glory and bring them to now, yeah. right? How do you bring your prime to now and then build a better and better and better version of you?
0: Yeah. And and, and I, I hear curiosity and wonder in what you said. I, I love when you said Bruce Springsteen, because the way you put it made it feel like everything all the glory all the value all the attention and focus is on the past and what can you create if you're always looking in the back back mirror to see behind you nothing like your possibility your point of potential is gone it's in the past it's just reflection versus active creation man and i know you're freaking crushing it on active creation with these ceos and executives that you're working with so i want to dive into that just tell us a little bit more about what you stand for with your clients today jeff tell
1: more. You hit it in your intro. It's short. How do you get what you want, right? How do you do what you want? Mm-hmm. How do you create the life you truly want? Not some basic level of what's that next goal. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me, but I'm obsessed with how do you create that greatest version of your life? Mm-hmm. How do you go for it? So how do you dream up the most incredible version of your life and then actually create it.
0: And it's, and it's, so for it's me, not wishing and it's not wishing and hoping and praying. And it's not uh, what a lot of people I think have been conditioned into, even who tune into this podcast, like on our pre-interview call, we're like, here, we got we get to focus on the things that make the difference, the leverage points, the the actuators of your dream. What are those? And we're going to dive into those in a moment, Jeff. But before that, let's go back into your journey. Let's catch people up on on where you've been, your journey with Wall Street. Tell us about that, man. How was it for you?
1: Well, let's hear what you said, right? Which is that our mandate is how do you actually do it, right? Because that's exactly, it's all I care about, Chris. Like even personal development to me, I'm obsessed. I never stop. If you look at my programs there, from the minute you wake up till the minute you go to sleep, but I'm not into personal development. Mm. I'm into personal development as a vehicle for living that greatest life, right? For creating your greatest possible life. And for me, this started as a kid, man. I remember as a kid, literally, age 11, my mum reminds me, stamping my feet. I want to do what I want. I want to do what I want. Why can't you do what you want? Mm. And that mantra of mine really drove me as a kid to work all sorts of part-time jobs, growing up working poor, working at KFC and factories and whatnot. And back then, man, the mandate was simple how do I just get a job that's going to pay me more dollars per hour? How do you just keep getting a little bit further ahead in life? Which ultimately led me to realize at kind of age 16, you can take massive leaps with education. And look, this is a lot of what we are talking about here in terms of continuous education. But what I saw back then was it would only get so good if I just kept working at it the way I was. You know, you brute force, head down, work hard can only take you so far. And I got very serious about school for the first time in my life. And that drove me from working in factories to, you know, cut, skipping a few skips, but just to Goldman Sachs. You know, six years of working my tail off in in university, in high school, landed me at Goldman Sachs, which is where the whole game resets again, right? Mm. Mm. And so now you're in a different level, right? You go from playing college ball to playing professional. Now what? Mm. Right? Be careful what you wish for, right? Yeah,
0: and and how do you how do you continue to maintain I have value, I'm good at what I do and I I can succeed at this. I can be my greatest possible self when confronted by just overwhelming Everyone else is doing so much better than me. Everyone has so much more skill. They've spent more time. They have more accolades, blah, 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 blah. blah. It can be really intimidating for a lot of people because I think we're conditioned to care about what people think. We're conditioned to, to be influenced by societal programming. So we get to really break through that BS because that doesn't serve us, Jeff. So how did, you, how did you grow through that phase of your life, man?
1: Well, one of the great things about Wall Street, and this is the case in a lot of great companies, by the way, companies I've had access to over the years, bigger and smaller companies, there are a lot of meritocracies out there, Chris. Mm. So it's like if you can show up, do your best work, and prove yourself, mm. you're going to win. Yeah. And Wall Street is the ultimate meritocracy in a lot of different ways. And Goldman has a great culture of teamwork. It's not cutthroat. It's not like you're fighting everyone. It's like how do you all win together But where my paradigm shifted there was a few years into my career when I realized that I stepped back and started asking this question again. What do I truly want? Is this the life that I dreamed of as a kid? You know, it was a massive leap for me to get from where I did to working at Goldman Sachs. But I started asking the bigger question, looking back to when I was a kid, is this the life that I dreamed? Is this what I truly want? The world's telling me it is, right? I'm making a lot of money, right? Like I'm successful. By all these worldly standards, I'm a winner in the world. But is this what I truly want? Is this the life that I dreamed of as a kid? And back then, man, the only answer I had was, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? I What
0: what am I supposed to have?
1: (laughs) That's it. Honestly, the only answer, and this is why, as we come around to our topics today, how do you actually do it? Mm. This is my mission because back then I had no clue what I wanted, let alone how to get it. Now I had the resources to believe, you know, looking back, as we were saying before, I'd seen a track record of success where. I had the resources to believe if only I could figure out what I wanted, then I could get it. You get it. You're
0: voracious. You're obsessive. You're like tenacious. You're like I'm. I'm addicted to achieving. I'm a chick. I'm addicted to winning. Like we all want to feel that feeling of winning and progress <laughs> and growth. Some of us are just more effective. Have, have been like built, bred, conditioned to be more competitive to go get it to create that reality or even cooperative. Right? It doesn't just because you're competitive doesn't mean that you push other people down, but you like to win. And I think that's an important part of of big achievement and creating the life of your dreams.
1: Totally. And even your GPS concept, which is hey, you just want to be your best. Yes. Yes. So, you know, a concept you'll hear me talk about is getting yourself an anvil. Mm. And I use this language to mean, you know, if you want to forge steel, right? How do you forge steel? You heat it up and you beat it against an anvil. Mm -hmm. And now the method of forging steel isn't necessarily a pleasant experience for that steel, (laughs) right? But In order to forge yourself into someone that you dream to be, into a bigger, better, harder, stronger, faster, whatever version of you, you need a way to do that. And part of my addiction isn't so much winning and success. It's more like, how far can you take it? Well, how big is the goal? Mm. If you set that goal to be your absolute most amazing life, you can spend the rest of your life working on that. And you can constantly get better and better better at the way you go about it and in many ways that's what my work is for other people and for myself which is even what i do today as a vehicle for me to full-time explore how do i get better and better and better at creating the life i truly want Mm. so that you're in this constant process of creation by getting better by continuous improvement
0: Man, I love it. I love it, Jeff. I think you and I have really similar philosophies in that when we're immersed in the environment of of progress, of growth, of being the best version of ourselves, of living our dream life, then we will accelerate our, ourselves. That's why I love this 12-hour marathon, and I wish everyone had the entire 12 hours to dedicate every Wednesday because the amount of growth I've seen in myself simply being a part of these conversations with epic people like yourself, Jeff, is is has caused so much growth. For me, and in the last three years, like 700 interviews, has been powerhouse, transformational, man. And I've been doing my best to pick up the golden nuggets and the the wisdom and what do I actually get to focus on? What's the, the Pareto principle, you know, the 80% of results that come from only 20% or even higher than 90% of results? The 95% of results that only come from 10 or even 5% of the actions, of the intentionality. And I know we were talking on our pre-interview about what does it actually Actually, take to become great at something. What does it look like practically, Jeff, to be a blacksmith, to be an architect, to be a master creator with that anvil? What does that look like
1: in our daily lives, man? Mm. It's a great question. You know, one thing you said earlier—it was very simple, but it was grab a pen and paper, mm. right? Like you notice how simple that is. <laughs> but what does it do? And I've seen you writing notes, right? What does it do? It says. I'm not just listening. I'm writing down notes, meaning what does it actually take? And this is, as we go deeper into this, it will sound very simple because it is. Mm. But what I discovered in stepping back and starting to read books on personal development was, as we talked about in our pre-interview, a lot of it was just basic. A lot of it's redundant. A lot of it is the same ideas just repeated in different ways. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of value in that repetition, by the way, yeah. but there's also a lack of innovation. What Napoleon Hill wrote in the 1940s has been said, you know, by, I don't know, hundreds of new age people claiming to actually be delivering insights. Mm. And it's true, like, there's a lot of room for different voices. But in the end, what I was focused on is okay, great, great. I've read thousands of books. How do you actually do it? What does it actually take to do it? And what you, to come back to your pen and paper, is how serious are you about doing it? How serious are you about actually growing or developing or driving those goals that you want? And then if you ask that question, now you ask yourself, well, what would you do if you were real serious? Sounds very basic, but I built a concept called the system of learning. Mm. The system of learning says if you have to study an exam, how do you do it? See, one of the biggest problems in personal development is that it's, it's, it's the, basically a phrase I like to use is thousands of diet books, we only get fatter, right? Millions of self-help books, we only need more help. Why? Because no one should ever imagine that reading a diet book will get you in shape. It doesn't. Watching Arnie pump iron doesn't get you strong. Yet the world of personal development has turned, is in many ways a world of marketing and noise and books and podcasts and all this stuff. And the stuff is very, very powerful. Yet the only thing that creates the lives we want, the only thing that makes us our best is when we take all that and put it to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that's the anvil, yeah, right? What I'm,
0: what I'm hearing is the. The books are just reinforcing and and support to do the thing that it takes to get to that dream life. But if someone's not clear on what their dream life looks like, and I think clarity is so freaking powerful today that so many people are missing clarity on not just the long term, but also breaking that down into bite-sized steps. Like how do you actually approach it on a on a daily basis? And uh, I I know we were talking about like what is the Activity or the action that you can dedicate an hour or two hours every day simply to, to practicing, to mastering, to to like this one thing that you know will make the biggest difference in your life. Maybe it's writing, maybe it's writing a thousand words a day. Maybe you are out to be a, a world-class author. I'm talking to you listening right now. We have a lot of authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, you know, world-changing visionaries in the audience. What are you doing? To put that message into existence, to go influence people. Maybe it's a YouTube video every day. Are you are you studying YouTube? Are you studying the marketing? Are you studying how to be more effective communicator? Is are you practicing your speaking in front of a mirror? Are you practicing inflections and dramatization and pauses and all these things to master your craft? And I think a lot of people just aren't doing
1: that work, Jeff. I love where you're taking it. And, you know, one thing I would say, a controversial frame is to say a lot of personal development is the excuse. Mm. See, I listened to this podcast. By the way, I've fallen into this trap. I read another book. Okay, so you've read thousands and you still don't know what you want? Okay. (laughs) Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to read another one? Yeah, I am. Well, I listened to this podcast. Oh, I read Dale Carnegie. Okay, well, how many times did you read it? Did you study it? Mm. If you were to take an exam on his 21 principles, do you pass? Mm. And the excuse, though, because this is the core of it, right? The core is that us humans face resistance. Mm. In anything that's hard, we will come up with just about any reason not to do it. And knowledge becomes the resistance. You know, a phrase I use is knowledge is impotent. Mm. See, it sounds important. It is. Knowledge is important but it's also impotent. It only matters what you do with that knowledge, how you take it and put it to work to drive what really matters to you. But if we accumulate knowledge or we say, I listen to a podcast, most of it's infotainment at best Mm. versus if you're listening to this now and you've tuned into five hours, you've heard so many amazing pieces of intel. And then the job, the works, right, is how do you take it Build it into a systematic method. Mm. See, so a phrase you'll see on all my master classes and a lot of my work is, what is your method? Mm. So to your point, right, which is, hey, if you want to get good at internet marketing or you want to get good at YouTube or it might be copywriting or writing your book, it's, you know, there's a million ways to do it. My primary question, though, is very simple. What is your method? Mm. Do you even have one? Take the physical, I like the physical workout metaphors, they're very simple. If you wanted to lose weight, okay, you go buy your thousands of diet books like nearly everyone else and you never lose weight. Or you set your New Year's resolution and you show up at the gym for three weeks and then you quit, right? But someone who's serious about being in shape, take a professional athlete. It's a method. Everything they do is a method. If you're a pro basketball player, you have methods for the way – there's a, an expert out there. Do you know this guy, Dre Baldwin? You seen this guy? Uh-uh. He teaches – he has a um, – his phrase is work on your game. Mm-hmm. He started doing videos about ball handling skills for basketball because he played pro play ball. Mm-hmm. That mindset of an athlete is if you want to get good at handling the ball, you handle the ball hours and hours and hours a day. You have a method. Yeah. And where if you get to the core of my stuff, it gets really, really simple, this notion of the how within the how. Mm. Okay, if you want to build a limitless mind, if you want to build your greatest possible mind, there are millions of books out there full of affirmation. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Thousands of books (laughs) out there on affirmations, on hypnosis, on NLP, on psychotherapy. There's all this stuff. You could pick any one of them. There's lots of good stuff out there. But all that matters is what is your method? Mm. Like how do you take that and then train it every day? Mm. And you asked a question before, like to chunk it down and make it really practical, this notion of the system for learning, which is in my first book, Mm. is how do you actually build skills? Mm. Because it seems obvious. I read Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends. I've read all these books on influence. I don't care. Mm. How skilled are you at it? Mm. How do you actually build skills? And the three-step method, Chris, is going to sound so damn obvious, and it's easy. It's so simple. Nearly everything I build is really, really simple because it needs to be. Your method has to be simple Mm. because all that matters is how good can you get at doing it. When we spoke last week, I think you're coming back from one of the northern california ski resorts right yep, yep. i lived in vale colorado as a ski bum for a few seasons right yeah yep. when you teach skiing how do you teach it or mm-hmm. you teach riding, you teach the most basic principles and practices mm-hmm. that you do over and over and over again and the system for learning is three steps you must accumulate knowledge right But this is where knowledge becomes the crutch. Knowledge Mm -hmm. becomes the excuse to taking action. I need another book. I need another seminar. I need to do another public speaking course. You know the best way to learn public speaking? Do it. Do it, it, right? But so there's some level of knowledge. You need enough knowledge. And that's step one, accumulate knowledge. You might have a coach. You might listen to podcasts, read books, go to seminars, whatever it is but accumulate the right knowledge. That's your 80-20, figuring out what you need. Step two, summarize that knowledge into what you need, like study notes for an exam. Mm. Think about how you learn any subject in school. You write those notes and you study them over and over again. Step three in the system for learning, convert it to practices. Every single time. So it's like if we make it so basic and we say, you want to get good at writing. Step one, what knowledge do you need to accumulate? Mm. Step two, how prolific are you? If you're really serious about knowledge, you're constantly accumulating it. But that's not the crutch. No. That's just to keep informing your principles mm. because you're building that summary knowledge. And step three, what are your practices every day? Mm. And the reason I go into it in this way with you, Chris, is just to say, hey, there's a million ways that you might build a method for yourself. Right. But what matters, like if you want to get good at writing or speaking, whether you stand for the mirror, whatever it is, but build a method. Yeah. Build a method to get good at it.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's talk about, I, I love this practical example of sales, which I think a lot of people don't do. And it's an area that a lot of our listeners want to grow in. They want to get more clients. They want to impact more people. So accumulate knowledge. So let's go read a couple books on sales. Let's go to an event that teaches sales training. Let's hopefully get a, a process for sales and how to sell someone into a, a package, a coaching, a high ticket offer, et cetera. Summarize that knowledge. Okay. So what are the steps that I need to go through to convert someone into a sale. Is my process is it is it thought out? Is it well thought out? Does it make sense? And then the convert it to practices is how do I actually go practice this sales technique? Do I do it in the mirror? Do I role play with friends? Do I uh, you know track what progress I'm making, the number of sales or or number of misses? when it comes to sales conversations. what is What are the practices? Maybe it's practicing objections. Maybe it's just visualizing a sales conversation going effectively. Whatever that is for you, you get to decide on what are those practices that you need to do that will help you improve the most. And I think when people study their area of expertise, what they wanna get great at and be world class at, then you're gonna find out what are those practices. A lot of people know the practices I think already, they are just they just haven't done it, they haven't converted it to a practiced work ethic, a method that says, hey I'm gonna do this every day at nine a.m. and practice for two hours, and then after that I'm gonna go into whatever my next activities are, whatever the, the business model is, and I think if we simply set up that commitment, if people commit to that habit, to that method, then we'll start seeing, okay, what's what's the underlying problem? Am I doing the method? Am I following the method or am I not? In, in which case, do you need accountability? Do you need support? Do you need other things to help you do the dang thing? Because I think a lot of people struggle with that, but it's it's really simple, Jeff. I love I love how simple you make it.
1: Well, and that's a beautiful example too, Chris. It's really, and it's right on because it's a very, one thing I want to be very clear on is it doesn't minimize that these are complicated topics mm. like the field of selling for to build the programs that i've built on selling and we build sales teams i just came off a call this morning with a client mm. where we're building sales teams using technology that i've built over 15 years basically mm. and so the amount of research that i've done into what actually is selling and then broken it down into highly systematic methods Right. And I use this in our consulting firm. We use this to raise capital. If you want to start a private equity firm or fund a startup, how do you actually raise capital? We use it in terms of actual selling and like the client this morning. The point that I want to keep drilling is this is a... If you want to learn internet marketing, Mm. there is a lot of stuff out there. It's not to say you need a small amount of knowledge. You need to filter as much as you can to get to the best ideas. And you never want to stop. And then to your point, where does the rubber hit the road? It's not in not knowing what to do, man. It's the resistance in actually doing it. See, when we're building salespeople, the fact is, there are lots of rules in building salespeople, like hire two, try them out for three months, fire one. Mm. Because it's not that we can't teach them the absolute best methods. There are folks out there who've built highly systematic and excellent methods. It's can you get the person to do it? And will they do it and get better and better and better and better at it? Mm. And look, if you break selling down, there's two branches that you want to nail. The first is lead generating, right? The number one mistake all salespeople make, or many of us make, I've made it, I'm sure you have, is you're trying to sell to everyone, right? Mm -hmm, Whereas mm -hmm. the number one rule of selling is lead generating, is getting in front of the right people. And that saves you a lot of time, but it also forces the brain to do something real hard, Mm. to cut off leads that are wrong, to cut to shorten your pipeline, to do those things where we want to trick ourselves. But I've got all these people I'm talking to. Who cares? They're never going to buy. But again, like I, don't, I want to really take your example. It's a beautiful one. And the listeners, it's one that we, any business person, this is business. Yeah. When I was on Wall Street, man, I thought I understood business. Mm. You don't. Sales and marketing is one line item on an income statement. Yep. Now I actually go into a business and recognize, no, sales and marketing is the business. Mm right? No revenue, no business, but how do you actually do it? And so again, the method though is the same. Accumulate the right knowledge, build a systematic method, not just, not just some principles, a highly systematic method, develop your practices and drill it every day. Do it every day. Mm-hmm. Wow. How many people do you have to call?
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm curious in terms of leadership. I think a lot of a lot of people want to be better leaders as well. What would you say is a method that someone can develop to be a better leader, Jeff?
1: Let's talk about that one in the same framework. Yeah, right. So if you take that framework and put put it onto you, Chris. Mm -hmm. So by your definition of what is leading, Mm -hmm. how do you want to lead? Why does it matter to you? What is your version of leading? Right. So define that define it yeah two is what's the knowledge that you accumulate around doing that so what might that be for you where might you go to learn it what really matters to you step three is that systematic method Now, ultimately this is the core of it and you see on all my work the core is build your systematic method Mm. because once you've built that with my clients if you say run a private equity firm your business is to buy companies. You've got CEOs who work for the uh, who work for portfolio companies. You get so little time with every CEO. You can't lead them like the CEO of a conglomerate. So what do you need to be able to do? I train private equity type guys my sort of people. You don't need to become an expert on leadership. I know this is a whole can of worms. And so there's you know millions <laughs> of great you know great leadership whatever whatever. I don't care. All mm. I care about is what's that method that you need. Mm. So if your version of leadership is thought leadership, like you're doing now, what's your method? Mm. If your leadership is you run a business, what's your method? And then practice it every day. So even the word leadership in NLP, it's called a nominalization, mm. meaning it's a it's a thing that gets to, it's a process of leading yeah. that gets turned into a thing called mm. leadership, and now it's a noun. And once it's a noun, it's basically useless. Now you get all those people at Harvard Business School talking about leadership and writing papers on leadership. And you've got all these seminars on leadership when it's a verb, which is, no, 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 you're going to show up today. What is your method for leading today? Mm. And then every piece of knowledge you take gets filtered into your method. So you're not just reading stuff and you think that you understand leadership. You're taking it, you're building your method and working your method every day. Mm.
0: Yeah, so you it, see it? it, it mm. it's like there's so many different styles of, of leadership. Someone could say, Hey, I want to lead my my immediate team more effectively, and to do that, a place where I've been weak is, you know, let's say keeping in touch with them, staying connected with them. Maybe I'm feeling distance in our in our conversation. I don't feel openness, transparency. Well, maybe the the method would be to have more conversations about their life, about their outside of work life, and to, to schedule that and say, Hey, once a week we're going to have a conversation about what this person's family is like how their family is doing how their uh, extracurricular activities are doing and so it's like really we get to find out what's the weak point and what is the the action that we're going to execute to strengthen that what are the what are the drills to get the skills maybe the skill is i feel i feel uh, the skill is connection the skill is conversation mm. like real conversation and the skill is production as well in a team do I have the skill of having anyone who's working with me to produce effective results? And if that's not there, then you're going to have a team, but they're not going to produce the, the best results possible for you. So it's like, you really have to get clear on, on where do we want to go? What's the, what's the dream life? Where do we want to get to? Okay, what are the breakdowns that are stopping me from getting to that greatest possible self?
1: Beautiful. That, and that's a great example, right? If you take one practice, I was on the phone with someone yesterday. Many people don't want to give constructive criticism. Mm. Not only do we not want to hear it, right? Most, we don't want to hear negative feedback. There's ways that you want it, that you can play around with this, not the feedback sandwich, all that stuff, like sophisticated ways, but more so people don't want to give it. And Mm. so for leaders, again, to your point. So if that's, again, what is your method? What matters to you? And then defining those principles and practices and then doing them every day. And so you take all these things that are hard for us. Most of what gets hard, Chris, is we know what to do. We would just resist it or we're unwilling to do those hard things that would help us take it to the next level. But that's the discipline, man. That's why this isn't about, to me, personal development is not about inspiration and motivation. It's about systematic methods and discipline and rigor and mm. working it over and over and over again. I
0: hear um, stoicism, like that philosophy, would you say that's influenced you on your journey, Jeff? Is that important? Or is this like, would you say there's a different philosophy that comes into discipline and rigor and systematic approach?
1: Do what you want, man. Do what you want. No, I'm not into any (laughs) philosophers. I'm not into any particular schools. I've read basically everything, you know, I've studied as much as I can from, you know, all the Eastern religions, the old school to the Egyptians and the Greeks and the new age and the new thought movement and all that. And one of the things for me is that I've, what I've really sought to do over a long time is just to bring together the best ideas that either I come across or that I invent and again, capture them, capture them and then train them Mm. over and over again. And I think, look, there's a lot of good philosophies out there and stoicism and whatnot. But in the end, man, if you look at the way that anybody achieves, what are they willing to do? Whether you're Tom Brady or Marcus Aurelius, what does it take to lead your team? What does it take to show up every day and get better and better? What does it take to build a mindset that is so strong that you can't be stopped? Mm. And so a lot of it comes back to, What are you willing to do every day? So if we get to the mind topic, right, Mm -hmm. there's a system in there as well, and it looks very much the same. How do you actually build your mind? Mm -hmm. How do you, you know, even your question, greatest possible self, define it, right? Why? Why do you want to be your greatest possible self? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. Capabilities, skills in driving your goals, in happiness, in the mind, define it, and then build a method. So that you're nonstop, man. See so my view of the world: if something matters to you, then you're nonstop, mm-hmm. nonstop. There's no kind of "I'm um, into a little bit of this." You're either in or you're out.
0: Yep, yep, yep. It's it's true, man. I think a lot of people experience that resistance, Jeff, and they they get stopped by it. And uh, there's a lot of past programming that has been uh, people-pleasing and not really going all in, what is it going to look like, things like that, I think a lot of people deal with today. Uh, I want to dive into that resistance a little bit more as far as breaking through resistance. What else do we need to know to to be able to get through that, to, to bust through that? I know you mentioned discipline. How does one develop the discipline to break through resistance to
1: produce results? Let's flip the question. What do you have to do to not do that? Mm. Mm. What do you have to do to allow resistance to stop you?
0: So it's like, is this is this uh, reframing it or deframing it so that we can understand it in a in a different way? Like, uh, I'm curious about the intention of the question. Where where are we going with this?
1: You have to be willing to stop, Mm. right? You have to let that resistance stop you. And if you think about any context, like I get, it's a totally random context, but you know, you hear those stories of a mother where her kids trapped under a car. Yeah. And she picks up the friggin' car. Yep. And the point being that there's no logical reason why she should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But her why is so big that it matters so much to her. She's unwilling to be stopped. Like the Marcus Luttrell, the seal team in lone survivor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the seal mindset and the seal mentality and what they build them to do is Find a way to win yeah. that no matter what is going on, you never stop, you must find a way to win. And so, I flip reframe it or I flip the question on its head because resistance is a massive resistance, might be the greatest disease on the planet, wow. right? Like, the greatest, the story of the human race, Abraham Maslow said something like, is a story of selling itself short, mm-hmm. is a story of limited potential is a story of operating way beneath our potential, not just as individuals, as a species, right? What we are capable of is unbelievable. But what have we done for the last 3,000 years? (laughs) Right? And so if you think about that individually, to dream massive and really go for it, of course there's going to be resistance. Like you said, we're all messed up because we were born. We're all messed up because we went to school. We had parents. We all have these things in our heads that hold us back. Things are hard for all of us. If you are doing something that you've never done before, Mm. you'll face resistance. You know, Stephen Pressfield's book, by the way, on the art of war, right, which we all talk about in terms of resistance because it's brilliant. Mm. And the notion is simple. The more it matters, the more resistance. Mm. So what are you willing to do? to never be stopped by it. And that's why I flipped the question, Chris, because my only answer to resistance is I've faced so much resistance in doing what I do, Mm. so much of it that was mind-busting hard years and years of my life. And the only way I know how to solve it is what we're talking about, Mm. being unwilling to stop, being unwilling to stop and just building better and better methods to drive it. Like all the methods you see on my masterclasses, like a method I build is called ultimate days. Mm -hmm. From the second you wake up, how do you get your mind into the best place? From the second you wake up. So all day, every day, how do you hone your best mind, feelings, and actions? Mm -hmm. And so all you do is you have systematic method because when I was stuck in writing my first book and building this, it was so damn hard, I needed to find ways to just keep going. And that led me to become a lot more expert on the mind. That led me to then go develop a lot more tools. That led me to build what I've built for other people, like methods to get into the flow state. Why? Because I needed to get beyond resistance because I was unwilling to be stopped. And to get more practical, real practical, if you're facing resistance in some area of your life, which you are because we all are, Mm -hmm. make it so damn small. Pick the most tiny action that you can take right now. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to get good at writing, don't set the goal to write a book. Set the goal to write for five hours today. But make whatever it is, by the way, in the world of meeting women, right? The world of pickup. Mm -hmm. There's a notion called approach anxiety. Mm -hmm. The resistance in pickup, even for people who are pros, is you see the woman, you got to go over there. That's the point of resistance. If you could just get beyond that, nearly anyone can get confident at it. Yeah. But that can be really, really hard to get beyond. Because in wired in that, to your point, man, is like 14-year-old boy in school, the girls aren't into you, some <laughs> girl who dumped you at age 16. We've all got this in our head. Yeah. So are you willing to let the resistance stop you? Mm. Or build a badass method to just drive a freaking truck through it? Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. I love it. Jeff, you, you have these master classes that you've been mentioning about. I want to dive into that as far as like building this, this curriculum and these different methodologies and masterclasses. What are you out to achieve with that? What do you want to, to help people do? I know it's to help people get what they want. Can you dive into that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, the thing for me, what I discovered was, you know, I've been making this up as I go. Mm-hmm. When I left Wall Street to do this, I didn't know anything about writing a book. I didn't even know anything about the world of information marketing. I'd never even listened to these people or tuned. It wasn't even, I had no clue what I didn't know. It was such a retarded way to go about it, right? But it meant that I had to learn it all. I had to be able to figure it out. And so in many ways, what I just kept figuring out as I go is how do I do what I do for other people in a way that's valuable for them? The masterclass, the audio masterclasses are designed to be systematic methods that I built for myself at some point, And then I ultimately build for my clients. Mm. See, with a client, I can spend, I only work on retainer. I only work with an exclusive group of clients. And so we work it week in, week out till they get what they want. Mm. I don't want to advise people for three sessions or whatever coaches do. I want to be partner with people so they get what they want. Yeah. And that includes, that basically is building highly systematic methods, like the stuff we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to build your firm from scratch to the biggest company in the world, as one of my clients wants to. Look, part of being crazy, Chris, is you get surrounded by crazy people, man. Yeah. So I have clients who want to build the biggest company in the world. And I yeah. say, hells yeah, let's yes, do that. let's go. <laughs> let's do that. And then what do you need? What's the method that you need to build to do that? And then the audio masterclasses are designed for other people to do that. Meaning it's not just random ideas. It's a highly systematic method that you can put to work like my clients, over and over again and just keep working it all the way, right? All the way till you get what you want.
0: I love it. I love it, man. I am curious with the audio format. I think that's that's unique that a lot of people don't do audio. They might do video or different things like that. What what had you choose audio?
1: I'm old school, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school it. meaning that this is how I learned. Yeah. See, and this is extreme by the way. The reason I don't like video training and by the way, we're, now this is one of our phases we're rolling out, yeah. but a reason I don't is because I want to be jacked into my programming all the time. Mm, yep. See, yep. when I'm at the gym, I wear headphones with yep. one signal of me programming me, and then I wear over-the-ear headphones with another signal of me programming me, right? Mm. I, I'm always programming, and you can't always program if you're doing it on video, in visual. Right. Also, when I was in Vail, I did like, Skiing a season, I did sixty or seventy audio training programs because it's a, it's a very it's a much easier for me a much easier way to learn and a, you can take it anywhere and it also it's I don't know look there's different modalities that we want to learn in but we're yeah. talking seventeen hour programs here like for me to sit behind the screen and watch a video for seventeen hours ain't going to happen yeah. but if I can be jacked into it all the time like these programs you can take them anywhere listen to them anywhere mm. and then it's a matter because again it's a system man it's not just me rambling it's here's the system here's how we put it together here's how you build your workbook and then you do it every day you put your system to work
0: dude I love it I love I love that you said you have two sources of audio um, just I've, I've also spliced audios together like audio files mp3 files with like a, a audio editor and been able to put on like a music track and then affirmations in the background uh, I might even add like binaural beats or isochronic tones to like get my brain brainwaves entrained uh, so it's it's super awesome I never even thought of hey I can have one set of ear earplugs that are super small and minimal and then on top top of that it's another set of of audios man it's it's freaking
1: awesome you're gonna be into that one i mean i can tell how extreme you are by the way (laughs) everything i do has the binaural beat backing track as well because i think look if you come back to it as well what are we saying for anyone who's listening how serious are you about Mm -hmm. conditioning yourself Mm -hmm. because if you're serious about conditioning the mind if you're serious every single thought what I call EFT, and I don't know if I can cuss on here, but you know what the yep. F stands for, yeah. right? Yep. EFT or <laughs> ATFT, and you know what the F stands for, all the friggin' time. <laughs> Meaning if you're serious, ser- truly serious, I know it's extreme. Every, I am extreme. You know that, man. Yep. But if you're serious about conditioning the mind, every single thought, every thought, if you're serious about conditioning the body, Every single thing you eat, if you're serious about conditions, the way you feel every feeling, if you're serious about manifesting technology, you recognize that that comes down to every single thought in the head, every feeling in the body. And so my method like that ultimate days, man, my method is every single thought. But again, that's extreme and you have to be crazy extreme about it. But if you are, you want to be tuned in all the time. You want to be (laughs) every second you want to use to be creating this greatest mind. Because talking about greatest possible self, it's the mind. This is the whole game.
0: Yeah. And also I know in our, our call before you're talking about like, dude, I want to be around, I want to empower, I want to influence these, these billionaires, these billion and trillion dollar companies that are number one. And I think to, to aspire to that level of impact, number one, I'm on that train, man, let's go. Let's impact (laughs) the freaking world. And these, these most influential leaders and build relationships relationships with them, be a part of their masterpiece that they're creating. And to get there, like we get to recognize, hey that that takes a certain level of of being, of identity. That I have to upgrade into and embody and maintain to be able to serve and and play with those people. And so I, I really see you walking the talk to make that impact, man. And, and the, the every freaking thought, I love that. All the freaking time, let's
1: go. That's, that's so awesome, man. Well, and you're hitting on real powerful stuff, right? Like self image, yeah. right? And your own belief and how you visualize you in the world and what mm-hmm. you're worth and all that stuff. Yep. And it's like if you let, you know, like anyone listening who's a business builder or even in your career, whatever it is, two-thirds of people hate their job. That means that nearly all of them are disempowered. So they show up every day and they're hating their job. But if you take that time where you're whining about your job and just spend, I don't know, find 30 minutes a day to focus on how to change it or how to make it better, But this is where the mind messes with us. And we live in a sewer society. That's another Mm. program I created that I get some heat for. But the sewer society is that our society is swimming in negative crap. Like what we call news is the worst shit of the day. I mean, we call this news. Mm. Social media is full of just hating on each other. The political system is hating on each other. If you can just create that space for yourself Mm. where you can purify the mind, right? If you can constantly purify the mind. Every friggin' thought.
0: Yeah. And I, I, when you say purify the mind, I think of the, the image of the dirty glass. And it's like when people keep mm. putting the clean water in, eventually like it'll overflow the dirt, overflow the dirt, overflow the dirt. You just keep pouring that clean, good water in, aka empowering thoughts, reprogramming, things like that, being around great people who lift you up. And then eventually you'll have a super crystal clear glass. And I, I think it's just it's, it's the discipline. It's it's saying, "Hey, I want a clear glass. I don't want people's trash in my in my mind. You know, I'm not going to let someone come into my my mind, into my space, and dump their trash into my mind." And so we keep evolving through these different circles of friends, these different communities, until we're at a place where we're like, "I literally don't have any shitty people in my life because I've kicked them all out."
1: <laughs> like zero Beautiful. tolerance. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Well, look, you know, I know we're coming up on time. What I would say is notice as well what you're saying, Mm. which is that's the method, Mm. right? So if you come back to the mind, the system for building your limitless mind, by the way, that's a free ebook on my website and a free um, masterclass, which is that system for your mind is take what you said and build your method again. Mm. And there's only three steps in that system. Step one, recognize the philosophy of your mind. So know that you can choose your thoughts, know you can change them, recognize your internal representations and, you know, how you frame things. Once you get kind of the basics, everyone gets it. Step two, build a powerful set of tools, what I call performance tools. Like one of the tools you just said is I'm going to kick people out of my life. Belief is a performance tool, right? But again, what's the tool? Are you going to visualize yourself a certain way? you Are going to use affirmations? Whatever it is, there's millions of ways to do it. Again, I'm exaggerating. There's lots of ways to do it. But again, what matters is what's your method? Yep. And then guess what step three is? Mm. Practice. Yep. Right? It's the same thing. It's build a training program for your mind. See, this is... When I started, right, I'm reading all these hundreds of books on mindset and it's, yeah, positive thinking, whatever, whatever. It's like it all sounds good. But if you've met enough of these experts, you know that many of them don't actually live it because Mm. they haven't conditioned their mind. They've read it and they can sell it, Mm. but they aren't conditioned their mind hours a day. They're not actually experts on the mind. They're experts at distributing ideas that sound good. And there's a lot of ideas that sound good. But what does it take? But how do you actually practice it every day? Mm. And you build a training program for your head that's just like the gym. Mm. If you want to be that basketball player and pick up your ball skills, you design your practices and you train them every day. So, What do you do for the mind? Mm. What are those practices? And then how do you systematically train them so that you just build that? you know, sattvic mind or you build that like glowing mind, that shining mind where the glass is clear, man. Mm,
0: I love it. Jeff, this is gold. I know our audience wants to get these, uh, uh, get access to these masterclasses, especially the free one. They can dive into that immediately and go get that on your website. Uh, tell them how they can get to your website and what else can they can they do to connect with you, man?
1: Jeff Blades, and you've got to spell it the right way or the <laughs> wrong way. I've been spelling it my whole life this way. G-E-O-F-F. JeffBlades, B-L-A-D-E-S, JeffBlades.com. And you can see there, look, there's a ton of stuff on the website. If you're serious and you want to dig in, download the free stuff, buy the stuff you want to buy, reach out to me if you're serious about, you know, look, you see I don't take on many clients and I'm looking for certain types of people. But, man, there's a lot of people out there who want to go massive Mm. and they dream to go massive. And, you know, look, frankly, you want to partner in that. We all do. Yeah,
0: it's, it's commitment and community. I was talking to someone yesterday who said those are two of the most powerful things you can do. Commit to a vision, to being your greatest possible self, and have community. Have a mentor. Have a coach. Have a leader who's right there with you, a partner who's, who's building it with you. It's, it's absolutely essential and Jeff it's been a blast man love this interview I knew it would be great and uh, it just it delivered man so thank you for being here thank you for for sharing this with our audience and everyone go to jeffblades.com g-e-o-f-f-b-l-a-d-e-s dot com and uh, go get that uh, that master class so you can keep growing into your greatest possible self Jeff I appreciate you man
1: great to see you Chris thank you
0: you have a great rest of your day okay you too from the bottom of my heart Thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.